Thank you for listening to Pow Block Podcast, the flagship Nintendo podcast of Boss Rush Network. Do you need even more gaming and entertainment in your life? Head over to BossRush.net where you can find news, reviews, creators, podcasts, and more focused around the content you enjoy. Hello everybody, welcome to Nintendo Power Block here on Boss Network. I'm your host, Dan Latinx Excited Eddie V. Joining me is the indie insider himself, Mr. Dan Murphy. Dad, how we doing? We are doing great, Dan. <laughs> Fantastic. We got Bossman himself, Mr. Corey Derrick. Hello, I am back. I am here. I'm ready to talk about games. Yes. And our special guest. You guys know him. You love him. He is part of the Boss Rush writing team. It's the hard-hitting hockey player himself, Mr. Jack Bro. Hello, good sir. Hey, how's it going, Ed? How, how was, uh, how's uh, Dan and Corey doing? Great. We don't care hey, how yeah. Ed's doing. Dan and I are great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, well, hello, everybody. We have a great show planned for you. We got some great topics for news, a great doc mode, and some deals that you guys want to check out for new releases that is coming out. But before we get in into any of that, even what we've been doing on the weekend, Corey, we have a contest going. So we, can you break down the contest? We us? do. But first of all, Ed, you forgot the most important thing. What's it's your most- birthday. Oh, yes, everybody. <laughs> it is my birthday. I have turned 42 years old. Um, and I first want to say thank you, everybody, from the Boss Rush team, um, all my friends and family on Twitter and Facebook, to the Boss Rush community and other platforms that wish me a uh, happy birthday. I really thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you, Jack, for the gift card from Christmas. I was able to use it and get a game. Thank you, Stephanie, for the gift card. Um, and thank you, Lamont, for the gift. He sent me... Uh, a frame that has a pic- a poster of all the consoles that's been released. Oh damn! Uh, that's cool. So it's so that's it's cool. very nice. Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm, I'll be hanging up and I I told them thank you very much. I I was I literally was almost in tears crying uh, because it's so I'm just thankful and you know for it and to like even receive a gift or just every all the love that you guys send it really means something for me um, um i put up a twitter thing um uh, a tweet on my profile that you guys should read so you kind of understand why i'm very appreciative of all the love so thank you guys once again uh, and I did get to celebrate on my birthday weekend. I did some good shopping, did some good eating, uh, and I would get into that later on for Snack Tendo. Well, um, I think I think it's very understated that you mean a lot to a lot of people. So, you know, oh, I don't think it's very surprising that people were wishing you a happy birthday on your birthday. <laughs> but yeah, we all love you. So, uh, thank you guys. Thank you very much. Uh, so Corey, yeah, contest. Okay, yeah, we have a contest going on, guys. We're giving away a digital copy of Nintendo Switch Sports. Uh, we are giving it out on the Monday before the game releases, which I believe is no uh, April twenty 
29th. The game release is on the 29th, but we're giving it away on that live show on Monday. Nice. So uh would be, what, the 25th, I think. So uh, the Monday before the 29th, we are going to announce the winner. All you have to do is go to at Podcast, which is the Nintendo Powblock Podcast Twitter feed. Check the pen tweet. You must be following Powblock Podcast, but then you just have to like and retweet the tweet, and you will automatically be entered. Making it nice and simple. Uh, hopefully, we will uh, enjoy a few more Elite Block agents moving forward. I uh, appreciate everybody who's already done so. Uh, there's already like four times as many entries as there were on the last contest. This one, so yes, because uh, it was you know easier <laughs> probably. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, all you have to do like and retweet the pin tweet on Power Block Podcast and also be following Power Block Podcast. Yes, yes. Good luck, everybody. Yeah. Yes. That's going to be a great game. I know. I'm so oh, excited. I'm s- yeah. I, I'm so pumped for that. I think uh, depending on how that Friday goes, I'm probably going to be reaching out to you guys to be like, come on, let's get some bowling in. Let's get some volleyball. Yeah. Like, make a community night. That it. sounds like a good community night is that night oh. that, that game comes out. <laughs> oh, absolutely thrilled too yeah i know that's actually um my birthday is may 1st so i'm going to leave <gasps> that weekend and i'm just like damn it oh. i want to play switch sports <laughs> yeah. it's not a really uh good game to travel with either you know yeah yeah, yeah not at all <laughs> yeah <sighs> you want to get that full motion roll or tennis slap you want to get it in or shambara yeah come on that's the big one yeah shambara i don't even know what that is but it sounds fun. Is Story that the? Is, yeah, I was I was gonna say, isn't that that like gladiators kind of thing? But whatever, it's fine. Ah. Well, everybody, we're gonna get into what we've been doing over the weekend. Jack, it's been so long since you've been on the show. Uh, what have you been up to? How was your weekend? Uh, yeah, my weekend was good. Um, I went and saw Sonic too. I took my my five-year-old son to go and see it. Um, he enjoyed it a lot, uh, which is a good thing. Um, it was a good movie, you know, if it's, yeah, it's definitely worth seeing. Um, other than that, not too much, just a lot of work, um, you know, and getting games in as, as often as I can. So, but definitely thrilled to be back here. Um, glad that I had the opportunity to make things work tonight. Yay. So happy. <laughs> Uh, Dan, how was your weekend? It was pretty good. I went on a work trip last week and it was kind of exhausting. And, um, I came back and, uh, we went, Ariel and I went on a date on Friday and, uh, during date night, I had one too many drinks and (laughs) (laughs) spent all day Saturday in bed, just hung over. And it, I, I don't drink that much and when I do it's like the worst next day ever so um that that was my weekend ah <laughs> uh, well Corey how was your weekend uh it was it was it was okay we uh what did we do oh we went to the library with my uh kids because uh there was like a kids activity thing like there was a bubble lady and there was a a guy who played music for kids and a craft station and we got free books. So we did that on Saturday and then uh, we went out to 
which I'll talk a little bit on on Snack Tendo, but we went as a family for the first time since the pandemic. We went out oh. to dinner as a family. Oh, and God. in the middle of it, we realized that my kids don't know how yep. that works. <laughs> <laughs> because like the last time we went out to eat with my with my daughter before my son was born, my son's never been to a restaurant. And my daughter, yeah. the last time we went out to eat as a family, the four of us, she was one and a half, I think. And we went to a hibachi style grill in December of 2019. And then my, like, they went a couple months later to uh, dinner. But, like, my daughter was one and a half, and now she's almost four. And between then, we never went out to eat because, you know, COVID and kids can't be vaccinated yet and whatever. Like, it's just, it was wild, let me tell you. It was fun, though. It was an experience, I should say. Yes. Uh, well, for me, everybody, I celebrated my birthday weekend. Um, I went to go see Sonic 2. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, I got to get some exercise. I did some walking. I did some shopping. Uh, also got me some great Adidas outfits and hoodies. Um, got some good snacks. Uh, ate a lot of sushi <laughs> and uh, some lo mein. Um, what, what kind of sushi rolls did you get? I got Hawaiian sushi Hawaiian and I got uh, uh, salmon, a spicy salmon roll um, that I got. Uh, but then, wait, <laughs> I, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you move on, I need to, I need to know what is Hawaiian sushi. What is that? Don't say uh, it's pineapple. Like is it pineapple pizza. and ham? And is this like a pizza rolled up in some <laughs> rice? Like, what is this? No, it's it's still salmon and tuna. Uh, um, it, but they have um, some kind of like sesame seeds. They have mayo and the spicy sauce with it. Um, and then they have some kind of some uh, pineapple pieces in it into it rolled in. Um, but it it is like. It's not too spicy. It's like really sweet mm. and everything. Um, so and the mayo just gives it that good, nice taste. Um, sometimes they they'll throw on some like crispy bits on it, so you get a nice crunch when you eat it. But this one didn't have the uh, the crispy bits to it, so it just it just was this nice fat good roll. Uh, with all the toppings and everything, and I was just like, no, no, because they have the they have the uh, they have the the salmon in it, uh, with the tuna, um, rolled like rolled up to it. But then they also got salmon tuna tuna pieces like cut up and thrown around. So it was really really good. Um. So, uh, but I did also buy a lot of games for myself. Uh, uh I told Jack uh, with his gift card, I got uh Yakuza like a dragon for a Series X. Um, for 20 bucks I got uh, with the gift card that um, Stephanie got me I got um, Disco Elysium um, and then there's some other stuff that I was able to get uh, um, Blood, uh, I got Bloodstain and um, Yakuza Kiwami 2 for like 20 bucks together and then today uh, Best Buy had a sale for Final Fantasy 12 for Switch, physically for fourteen ninety nine. Oh wow! For fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, 
Oh damn! So I uh, I tried I tried and our Best Buy was out because <laughs> that was a good deal. <laughs> yeah, I ordered it this morning, like at one like one thirty four in the morning. Uh, the thing is, it's not coming to my store until um, till Thursday. So I can't get it. And then there's a steel book that for my Yakuza that I'm supposed to be getting coming in the mail also. So I got the game, but they're going to send me a special steel book with it. So nice. I'm excited. Yeah. Very nice. What a haul. So, yeah. I was I was thinking of going up to go see Jesse, but uh, it was too late to make plans. Uh and I was, and I, I'm saving my time because I was gonna go to Galloping Ghost and do some arcade gaming, but I'm gonna wait for that. I'm gonna go another day so I could uh, spend two hours playing games. Hmm. So, but yeah, everybody, that is what I have been doing on my weekend. Well, that was my weekend, and that Sunday was my birthday, so um, I. Sang at my friend's church and then, like I said, going to go see Sonic. Did you like um, the uh, Sonic Two better than Sonic One? Um, you know what? I think Sonic One was better than Sonic Two. In the yeah, and it, I it's, agree. It's not bad. It was just like okay, they got all the right beats, um, but it just made me. And this is gonna sound weird. It just made me want another Pokemon Detective Pikachu movie again because it was that so it was so fun cg was awesome cg was like really top notch they did a great job for it um and then it's before we get uh to our shout outs to our patreon producers um i was uh when they did the sega by showing all the games the logos i forgot that sega that sammy had brought sega or they um or they merged or something because it said a Sega Semi Corporation. And I'm like, I forgot all about that happening. Hmm. Well, yeah. Sega. <laughs> yeah. No more so. Sega Sammy Arcade. <laughs> That's so. sad, though, right? I mean, Sega did so many cool arcade things. <laughs> yeah, it was their big business when their consoles wasn't doing anything. Their arcade business was the was keeping them alive, keeping them afloat. That's why it's so weird that with all the financial troubles that Sega has had, how in the heck did they buy Atlas? I mean, but the thing is, is like they're I don't think they were in trouble. I just think their arcade business wasn't financially stable, right? Like they they just weren't making any money. Arcade games cost so much to make. Yeah, you know. And I think at when they went third party, uh, I know this sounds like a special pass discussion. Uh, when they kind of went third party, because they started making a lot of money off of Nintendo with Sonic and all of this stuff. Um, that's why I just found it so weird when they announced it that they, I'm like, how did y'all have enough money to buy Atlas? That is the crazy thing. Now they're like one of, uh, like they're financially in a good spot, but it was just so odd when that announcement happened. I thought Nintendo or somebody would buy Sega or Microsoft would buy Sega. Nope. I mean, Sega buying Atlas. I'm like, wow. I mean, I always thought that Microsoft buying Sega would have made the most sense, but also, like, Japanese culture is, like, so against Western companies buying them. 
mm-hmm. you know, to the point where like it would. I don't think it would ever happen unless they just changed the way that their their honor system worked, right? Like, I don't know. It's just that would never. It would. It's more feasible that if anybody would buy Sega, it would probably be out of the big three would be Nintendo, but yeah, just because like. I feel like Sega and Nintendo have always been closely linked regardless of their, you know, frenemy type state in the 90s to, you know, them moving on to GameCube and Xbox in the in the 2000s, right? And their working relationship with Xbox is great, but like I said, it's just they've never had that relationship with Sony, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, their games are on Sony platforms. It's not like, you know, I mean, I guess Yakuza is the big one there, right? Well, well, dang it. Now I'm kind of second-guessing myself because all the Atlas stuff is, like, always on Sony platforms. Now I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> Everybody just ignore what I just said. <laughs> any any thoughts, Dan or Jack? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're we're going to get into our shout-outs to our Patreons. Uh, or you want to uh, shout-out the people? Yeah, I'm going to shout out our $5 patrons for our producer tier. Remember, if you go to patreon.com slash Network and you want your name shouted out across our many shows here, you can support us at the $5 level. If not, you can get four of our shows early for just a dollar at patreon.com slash Network. But here is who subscribes at the producer tier we have for the month of March. Adriel Munger, Rebecca Jewell, and my wife, Sana Deer. She doesn't know that, but I signed her up. It's fine. All right. She's a proud subscriber. (laughs) She's a proud subscriber. (laughs) Well, everybody, it's one of your favorite segments of the show, Snack-Tendo! Corey, what have you been snacking on? Oh, let me tell you, not much. Uh, I've (laughs) recently taken on a, I'm afraid to use the word diet, so we're going to say healthy eating lifestyle. And so Saturdays are my day that I can say I can eat this if I want. So we went to, like I said earlier, we went to the Chinese buffet and just ate coconut shrimp had some teriyaki chicken had some general so's had just a bunch of just different types of chinese meats and you know whatever else is on there it was very 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 good uh and then last night we had sushi for dinner and uh had a good spicy shrimp roll which is very good and uh, Crunchy California, which is also very good. So that's what I have been snacking on. Nothing too exciting, but it was exciting for me after like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Dan, uh, how was... Uh, what, what did you been snacking on? I was about to say, how was your snack? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not... I, I guess I'll use Corey's words and say healthy lifestyle of eating. I'm I, I'm getting wedding ready, so I've been like just kind of really eating healthy and don't have anything snack wise to go for. Um, but uh, eh, 
have you have you been putting in the gym work? I should say. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm doing like a workout program where I'm at the gym like at least an hour a day, five days a week. Nice. Um, on top of like you know, just kind of, I, I still go out and walk the dog and do things after anyway. So, um, but it's like really the big thing for me. Like I've always, I've always like exercised and worked out, but it's eating has just been the big thing for me. Like I'm such a binge eater. <laughs> like I just can, I like, I can take down two whole pizzas if I don't stop myself. Um, so it's like, I consciously have to like <laughs> make sure I'm not eating a lot all the time. Spoilers. Um, food is good. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. great. It's like, it's, it's so stupid how like the world works, like food tastes so good and it makes you out of shape and <laughs> give yourself heart problems like it shouldn't go that way right like right. food should be food should just not do that bad stuff for you yeah i like your yeah. thinking dan yeah well we gotta rewrite history for that one anyway jack <laughs> what about you uh well at the movies you know uh had to get some popcorn um and also my go-to snack at the movies is uh peanut m&ms nothing Nothing yes. outrageous or anything, but um, also did have uh, a new potato chip uh, flavor, uh, Kettle Brand Bourbon Barbecue. Uh, they were not as good as I was hoping. Uh, they're good. It's just I was expecting more. And um, then uh, yesterday I discovered that my son, uh, who's five, forgot that he had an ice cream treat from about two weeks ago. And I grabbed it and I hid in the basement and I ate it <laughs> while he oh, was upstairs. No. Wow. So um, <laughs> that's amazing. Hey, two weeks, man. Two weeks. Um, <laughs> Should I, I will, get off the pot, kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also, I will say. The what inspired me to, I guess, pull the plug on that was um, the ice cream man came to our neighborhood yesterday. So my son was eating some ice cream while it gave me the idea. But I was still like, nope, I'm snagging this and and hiding from a five year old. But and it was uh, it was good. It was good. It was like cookies and cream with uh, chocolate chips. And yeah, it was it was really good. Nice. So how about how about you, Ed? So Dad turned into a fire a fireyard himself. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, no, exactly. Well, uh, Friday, um, well Saturday morning, Dan got on me about this, but Friday night I had a Pizza Hut <laughs> dinner box. Oh, and oh, I had so- I had I had sausage, uh, and then five breadsticks, and then five other cinnamon sticks. So, and then I got a four pack. Uh, twenty ounce sodas, um, which was a really good deal. So I pay, ended up paying like about twenty dollars all together. So not not a bad deal. So ate ate the whole pizza. Uh, it was so good. <laughs> I I I love Pizza Hut. I'm not gonna lie. I grew up Man, with it. Out of I, all the garbage know- pizza, Pizza Hut is your go to. <laughs> oh. I don't normally get pizza. I normally have to order Domino's because they're the only ones that that's really. The, that's different. the correct choice of garbage but, pizza. But I have, but I have had Domino's like for the past months. That's, <laughs> that's all you like need. That. Yeah, but here's the thing, Ed. When you when you 
get away from Domino's, you need to do a step up. You don't do a yeah. step down. Yeah. yeah. Now, you live in Thank Chicago. You. Oh, yeah, you also true. You have Luminalti. Like, you have so, all these places that are really good. So you went a step down. So, with, Lumin <laughs> with Luminati's, I have to travel a whole half hour out my city to go get it. Oh, no. Go, <laughs> half oh, hour. Oh, that is a tragedy. <laughs> but... Pizza Hut is only three minutes from me of a drive, and I don't, and I only order it on the weekends. You should just walk to the convenience store and bought it out of that yeah. nasty heat <laughs> I drawer that's love, been sitting there I for love, three days. <laughs> we don't have a convenience store that does that. Oh, I'd rather so, eat pizza from a bowling alley than Pizza Hut. I can't believe I'm getting bowling alley pizza is good. Okay. <laughs> uh, not all right. Well, then the bowling alley near me has awful okay. bowling. Uh, so let me. They probably have Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't get support for having pineapple on my pizza. Nope. Nope. I don't get support for having Pizza Hut, which I paid for it. You know, I'm paying for everything with this. Look, nope. I that's why pizza we're not Hut. supporting you because you're choosing yeah, to I... you're spending your money on the pineapple pizza and then you're spending your money on the Pizza Hut. So we, we cannot ten, support you. It was only ten dollars. <laughs> Happy you birthday. get what you pay for. And know, you could get but, you could get two goodness. medium you can get two medium two topping pizzas at Domino's for almost ten dollars. But, but I still have to drive <laughs> and go pick it up. I Why? Have, Domino's I, doesn't deliver. I have I have they charge now. It's more uh, for Domino's. Yeah. It's not yeah, that much. It's two dollars and fifty cents. But it's the six ninety nine deal now. The five ninety nine is only for carryout. The six ninety nine is for delivery. Oh no! Another dollar. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. I have had Domino's a whole bunch, and I wanted something different, so I went to go get hmm. some Pizza Hut. My problem. I only get it on the weekends. My problem with my pro all jokes aside, my problem with Pizza Hut pizza is that it is too like the dough is too thick, and it's too yeah. greasy. I like Domino's because the crust is dry, and it. And it enhances the toppings on your pizza, you know. So that's that's why I prefer Domino's over Pizza Hut. Now, I, I Papa John's is a different story because they are monsters. Not just because Papa John is a racist, but because they put the toppings under the cheese, which is just who does that? Who does I, that? I, I literally had to be under the table drunk to eat a lot of Papa John's. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I have to. There's not enough alcohol in the world to get me to eat Papa John's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I will say, I enjoy Papa John's when someone else pays for it, but it's not coming out from my pocket. Just I saying. mean, free pizza is free pizza. I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you never turn that down. Uh, I'll turn down Papa John's for free. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I also have some new Ben and Jerry's. It's called Mint chocolate chance and it oh. has chance the rapper's face on it and what it is is oh it's mint flavor ice cream which was kind of like a vanilla mint flavor and uh it had fudge pieces in it fudge brownie pieces in it and it was really really good Th there's something about <laughs> ben and jerry's fudge uh brownies they're like so thick and you know when you like you, you can't like just chew them you got to kind of let them melt in your mouth and everything because they take a while <laughs> like, to get through um, but it was really good um, and then I went to uh, Pepperidge Farms when I went shopping and I got uh, some uh, Chesapeake dark chocolate pecan some Santa Cruz dark uh, Santa Cruz oatmeal raisin soft bake 
double chocolate, Nantucket dark chocolate. And uh, last but not least, Captivia dark chocolate chocolate. So it's like a chocolate cookie with uh, dark chocolate uh, chocolate pieces in it. And then they're big chunks. Um, that's all they literally have. Like, they only have pr- probably one or two cookies that was milk chocolate. Normally, they have a good uh, variety, but not this time. Their whole wall was just filled with dark chocolate. And um, there was a white chocolate one, but it had macadamia nuts in it, and yep. I'm not too keen of that one. Um, but, yeah, uh, and I got a nice little bag with it. So uh, I, I was good to go. I ate really good. I, unfortunately, I didn't get nothing at the movie theaters. I literally got in because the whole uh, food court was, like, packed. Like the concession stand was packed, so you I just stuff your make, pockets, man. Just bring candy in. <laughs> I I would have, but I was just like, you know what? I just got done eating Subway, so I'm think I was good for a while. Um. So yeah, I went to the movies and uh, enjoyed Sonic Two, uh, but didn't have no snacks with it and everything. But yeah, and German chocolate cake is what I had with some uh, best kind of cake ever. Yes, with some Belgian uh, chocolate ice cream um, from that from uh, the gelato the gelato kind. So uh, that's what I've been snacking on. Uh, so everybody, that was our snack tendo, and now we're going to get into our next segment, question block. Corey, what do we got for our question block? All right, so we reached out for questions today, and we got. Two, two very, very interesting questions. Now, our first one was from our very own Celeste Roberts. Uh, she says, pick a game from each older generation console that you would like to see remade. I would go up to the Wii U. Okay, so I guess we could just kind of go around Robin and go NES all the way up to Wii U. We're not doing handhelds, by the way. We're just consoles okay Okay. nes uh my choice would be i would really like to see a remake of zelda 2 but make it approachable and you know fun (laughs) yes not a hot steamy pile of garbage fix the translation pretty much no i want i am error in there okay <laughs> i am error stays but the gameplay must go uh, uh <clears throat> jack we're going yeah. your way next oh jack all right me um i would say i uh, how about kid icarus i think that's kind of in the same realm um i know it's had the 3d um treatment done on the 3ds but i think that that it's a game that deserves a little bit more attention. Um, a fun game, but is often overlooked. I agree with you 100%. Dan? Um, I'm between two games. I would say uh, one of them being Excite Bike, uh, which I absolutely loved. Or, you know, this is just one of my favorite games of all time, and it doesn't really need a remake. Um, but I would like to see it with a new coat of paint. So Mega Man 2. Oh, yeah. Good choice. Actually, I think they did a virtual console X-Type bike. Didn't they do a remake on it? 
Did they? They for they, WiiWare? I think they did. Uh, they did the. I think they did the 3DS kind of 3D thing with it, but I don't yeah. think they did a like a full like remake. A, a full oh, remake. full remake. Okay. I'm just like, man, I know they did something for WiiWare. Hmm. Okay. And um, what obscure Japanese title that none of us have ever heard? <laughs> oh, of wow. What remade? So is... I, I will actually have to remake the Goonies too from Konami. Oh, gross. That's a good choice. Uh, no, that's a great uh, choice. This game's good. Because as good as that <laughs> is game it? is, yeah. as, good as, as good as that game is, it was a mess because didn't nobody know, like, you didn't know where to go or what to do. And it was kind of, there some, see, and this is the problem to call it a Metroidvania. They kind of had that style to it. Um, uh, because really, Summer's Quest would have been the first game. Um, it was just so weird for a game to be a sequel to a movie that never came out. Well, no, that's the game is the sequel to the movie, right? But it was the movie they they made the game. Be it was supposed to, they thought there was going to be a sequel to the success of the Goonies. So Konami made Goonies two, thinking that there was going to be a part two. They never did. Uh, I, I always thought it was the game was the sequel. Yeah. Not that there was supposed to be another movie. Yeah, because like in the game, like I don't even think you vis- you see all the other characters from the game. Yeah, you gotta save them. Yeah, I, this, oh goodness, talking about saving <laughs> that terrible Friday the Thirteenth game for NES. <laughs> oh, good googly moogly. Technically, the they kids. did remake that, or they made a version of it for. <laughs> Uh, All right, Super Nintendo, everybody. I think, man, this is a this is a tough one for me. I think that we, I'm going to stick with my Zelda theme here. I think we need a Link to the Past in some sort of similar art style to a Link Between Worlds mixed with Link's Awakening would be great. That's what I want. I think that this is probably going to be the hardest one because I think the art style for the Super Nintendo just held up so well and the controller's near perfect. Um, but to have like an HD version, um, geez, I would say it, maybe like Mega Man X. Uh, oh, no, geez, they did do a remake of that on the PSP. Um, I'll piggyback off of Corey and go with Zelda then. Hmm. Yeah, I so... I was kind of just going to say what you said, Jack, where it's like the Super Nintendo games really, really hold up so well. Like some of my favorites are Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasies, and I wouldn't touch those originals. Um, My my pick is going to be NBA Jam. That game was so much fun. And I would like to see that like on uh, on PlayStation or Switch or something. I think that'd be fun. Remember the one that they made for Xbox 360 and PS3 and Wii? that like no weird, yeah it was like yeah the, it was like a really weird version of it and then they made the physical version came out with extra features called the on fire edition and uh it was it was wild it it was something was it fun it was it was okay like Passive. it was it had a nice it had a nice flair of nostalgia to it the shoes lit up when you were like you know in turbo mode they got the original announcer back like it was it was fun but I mean, I'm it wasn't. It. Why are their heads so big? Be- that was that was that was the thing. Was I don't know. Um, huh. But it was interesting. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
for me, it's going to be Secret of Evermore. Um, this was Square Soft Western Division one and only RPG that they did because of the success of Secret of Mana. And I think a lot of people who know about it loved it. Um, but I think that game could get like not so much an HD 2D kind of remake, but something for like uh, Tokyo RPG um, th- with their style, like going in and and like cleaning it up and add, and add it. it. It was a it was kind of like you were a boy who, and a dog who uh, who love old classic movies, and you go to this movie theater and um, we kind of like get into it. Uh, like like the movie kind of sucks you in and you go through these different time periods and you stay the same but your dog changed different time periods so in the future he was a robot dog um and it, it was just such a cool kind of game um and i think a lot of people missed out on it um who will who who owned the super nintendo um it was a really great game but it was their only one game before they closed down for square uh soft closed them down so squid sequel to evermore would be my game. Nice. nice. All right. Nintendo 64. Ah, this is, man, this is a tough one, I think, for me at least. I have so many fond memories of so many Nintendo 64 games that I I feel like the go-to with this crowd is going to be Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask. And that would... That... I feel like, oh, man, they kind of just did that on 3DS, but, like, man, I I think for me, the title I want to see the most, honestly, is Diddy Kong Racing. Mm. Uh, that was going to be my pick. Yeah, was it? <laughs> yeah, I... I it, it, it's just a console that like every game needs a facelift. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, if I were to yeah. bring back one series, I would like to bring back Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. They uh did you play the uh did you play like the DS did it come out on DS or three DS? I think it came out on the DS. They did like this I didn't. kind of remake, but they took half the characters out because Rare owns half of them and <laughs> they were owned by Xbox <laughs> at that point. So they filled it in That's with funny. like I don't know, garbage character A and <laughs> trash man and <laughs> that crocodile that you jumped on 6,000 times in Donkey Kong. <laughs> so, uh, Jack, what uh, about you? I, I would do Mario 64. I mean, the game's great, but it definitely needs uh, a fresh coat of paint if it was actually built from the ground up and totally redone and actually had a, a fully functioning camera. And yeah. It would be incredible. Yeah, that level in Mario Odyssey really made yep. me think about that a lot at, when I was playing that game because, yeah. you know, Mario 64, yeah, I think, awesome. Mario 64, I think, means a lot to a lot of people, uh, especially me at the time. Like, that's always the game, even though I'm not a 3D Mario fan per se, like, that's the game that I point to and be like, this is when I started paying attention to games, like, for real, you know, subscribing to all the magazines, trying to pre-order stuff at GameStop, all that kind of crap i guess it was funko land at the time but anyways uh dan do you have another pick or you uh if i were to pick a second one i'd say conquer oh yeah Um, yeah the game's pretty disgusting it'd be pretty funny to see in (laughs) hd (laughs) what about you ed 
Uh, Quest 64. Oh, that's Quest 64? Yes, because uh, as bad as that game is, <laughs> it really need. I, I think if they went in and just redid the whole game, fixed the uh, level design, uh, the gameplay, like really do it like a reboot in, in a kind of way, um, I think it would probably be a fun game. I know it just didn't do well um, with it because my other my other pick would have been Barber Man sixty four. Awesome, oh, love that Another game. Good one. Uh, could not. I I that was my first uh, N sixty four third party game outside of Mario sixty four. And as much as I loved it, I could there was just a lot of parts that I could not get through. I struggled through that game because you had to jump on the bombs to get up since there was no jump button. And I'm like, this is stupid. It <laughs> uh, did like when you if you lost all your men, you had to start everything away from the begin back at the beginning. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, pretty much. But Quest sixty four, I think if you got. If it if it got like kind of remade, I think people would enjoy it. Like give it a fair chance. It, it may still be questionable content, but who knows? Hmm. Man, Castlevania sixty four and to rock. I would want to. Uh, also. That's, <laughs> mm, I'm I'm moving on now. Uh, <laughs> all right, GameCube. So I guess the one game I would have said already got remade for the Wii U, which would have been Wind Waker. Uh, Twilight Princess got an HD port. Oh gosh, there are so many games. I guess I would really. So this is kind of like a one A one B for me. But like I, I always thought that they should somehow remaster slash give quality of life improvements to Fire Emblem on the GameCube and the Wii and package them together. Because they're technically, you know, sequels to each other, or you know, mm-hmm. they're part of the same right. kind of storyline. I feel like that would be the way to go. So, Radiant Dawn and Path of Radiance, I guess, whatever one A one B would be mine, because that that game is so good. And I told Ed the devastating story of where I think half of my GameCube games went because I'm missing everything from A to L. <laughs> oh. Uh, but anyways, Jack. Yeah. I would go with Metroid prime. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's my favorite game on the GameCube. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. And actually it, it, it still looks good now on the GameCube, but if they actually poured some time and effort into it now, it would be incredible looking. So hopefully these rumors, uh, finally come true one one way or another now let me ask you this jack would you prefer the trilogy just get an hd remaster facelift or would you rather a ground-up remake of the first game in the first game only uh would depend on what would be done to the first game um you know because i think it's pretty damn near perfect um i think the controls could be reworked if that was what was worked into it then i would say that that would be worth the effort um you know in and of itself um and it would be more than enough to grab people's attention for four when it comes out in 2037 (laughs) (laughs) on the switch pro light mega super max yeah yeah with knuckles 
wait till we get to a certain topic in family news because oh, I have thoughts. <laughs> Dan, what about you? Uh, um, I'm having a tough one with this because I have a few. So, uh, Mario Kart Double Dash, I just love the mechanics of that. Mm-hmm. Bring it back. Um, Simpsons Hit and Run or Beautiful Joe? Yes. Oh, nice. There's a. I, I, there's a petition out there for Simpsons Hit and Run that has like something like ten thousand signatures on it that people want it brought forward just as like an HD remaster. I, I saw that. I guess I didn't know that the game was that popular. Yeah, apparently it was. I thought I was one of the only that played it, but apparently not. It was the Grand Theft Auto for parents that, you know, paid attention to the ratings on games. It's fair. Yeah. What about you, Ed? Well, uh, I'm sorry. I had to do two games, and they're both from Sega. The first one is Skies of Arcadia. Ooh. Like, there's no way that that game should not be remade yes. on the on that on the Switch. Like, it needs oh, to happen. Love, God. love Skies of Arcadia. Give me Skies um, of Arcadia, please, Sega. What are you doing? Yes. Um, the second one is Odama, and this is the pinball strategy tactics game that I think would get a, a, a better chance on Switch. They can still bring out the peripheral with it, but to have a strategy game mixed in with pinball, it's it, it's confusing as a gameplay, but it's a quirky idea enough that I think will work on Switch. I think more people are willing to try anything and everything on Switch, and so that game seems to be like right up this alley for weird and wackiness. In Japanese, so Odama and Skies of Arcadia. Skies of Arcadia is a good one. That is a yes. that is a solid pick, Ed. All right, uh, we I guess I already kind of chose my Wii game. Uh, Radiant Dawn uh, would be the the your path of radiance. I always get the titles bit confused, but Fire Emblem <laughs> uh, for Wii I think would be mine, uh, just because a I already got. Twilight Princess on Wii U, which is good enough for me. And, uh, yeah. So, Jack, we're moving to you. All right. Uh, well, we were kind of talking about it before the show, but the new Super Mario Brothers Wii, you know, um, just give that the HD visuals. I think that that would be the best answer. Yeah. It wouldn't be hard. It uses the same engine that new Super Mario Brothers U uses. So, yep. just, just, just saying. Dan, what about you? Um, I'll go with the last story. It was uh, Ooh, JRPG that um, <laughs> Corey just got Corey just got happy because we we Corey was was it last week? No, it was two weeks ago. It was like we two weeks ago week. on an expansion pass. I think we talked a lot about it. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorite games on the Wii, uh, and I love their previous game too, Lost Odyssey, on the Xbox. Yeah, just... and the last story is so good, but it could have used like a few quality of life changes the same way Xenoblade Chronicles had. So mm-hmm. um, that would be a great, great game to remaster. Oh my gosh, I I love you so much for picking that game. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for me, uh, it's going to be Red Steel Two. Um, I just uh, I really love that game and I love the visuals to it and I just I think because of the first game hurting it uh, I think a lot of people didn't give that game a fair shot and I think Red Steel 2 would work 
all switch definitely with the uh joy cons and everything i think there's more accuracy and stuff with it um and honorable mission metroid other m like i want to see the graphics kind of a little bit improve and i just love the action i love that game i know a lot of people don't like metroid other m but fix some story parts if they could man that that game was literally a perfect 10 to me I don't. I don't think that game's as bad as a lot of people say it was. Mm-hmm. I think people just wanted more Metroid Prime, and we didn't get it, and people were mad. So, voice acting was pretty awful. <laughs> okay, voice acting in all games in 2011 was not. That's a fair point. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they just didn't have a voice of how was Samus speak. I think everybody picture how she was sounding it and and. I, I had nothing against the voice actress. She was only doing what the uh, what they wanted out from her for her performance. So yeah. you can't blame her. That's the decisions that the that they made at Nintendo for that. Yeah. Whoever did the voice recording. Yeah. So yeah, it's fine. I I respect that decision. All right, we you guys. There's only like five games that we could choose from right now. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, at this point, I would ju- I would take ports of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess and Xenoblade at this point, but uh, I really don't know what I would choose from Wii U. Like, those are the three games that are left that I think should be on the console. You know, Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles X is arguably the best Xenoblade game, and nobody gets to play it because it was stuck on the Wii U, and nobody cared about Xenoblade <laughs> on the Wii U. So, I mean... Yeah. Uh so Jack, you're you're next. Nintendo Land. If they found a way to make that work, because I never got to fully play it the way that it's meant to be played. You know, by the time that came out, I was married and out of college and you know, mm-hmm. couldn't round up four other pl- people to play with that plastic hunk of the screen. Um, but if they found a way to make that work, that would be great. Dan? Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X, because I've never played it. Oh, it's so good. <gasps> Don't worry. That's right. The game changes about every 30 hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's funny, because that game, the game plays, for the first 30 hours, it plays about like a Xenoblade game you would expect, right? Just combat or whatever. Then you get uh-huh. a mech. And then about 60 hours in, your mech starts to fly, and then about ninety hours in, you get to fight sky dragons. So, in your mech, so, uh, what a game! But that was that was a good question. Good job, everybody. Oh, Ed, I guess you have to go. Um, man, I Ed, there's only like four choices. Come on. <laughs> well, I was uh, man, goodness, I was thinking of uh, Mass Effect. Uh, legendary edition the mass effect 3 that came out mm-hmm. on wii u um or I, and I was thinking of injustice uh also with it but i'm actually gonna say zombie u oh, i know they did that they did that to the consoles with no tablet i know that but um to see it on switch to see ubisoft do it i would be surprised on how it would play without the tablet on switch um because i would have said no because assassin's creed 3 is on switch mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's a lot of and Assassin's Black, Creed yep. on Switch right now. Yeah, and Black Flag is on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to Batman, yeah. by the way. The Arkham games. Uh, City and Origins are on Wii U, and I I really am actually shocked that those games didn't make their way over yet. But Yeah. I did stay in when we was discussing Star Fox Zero mm. um, on it. Uh, but that was like, like I said, on a special pass. Uh, all right. We have one more question. We'll kind of fly through this. I know we've been kind of going long already, but that's okay. We like to go long here on Nintendo Power Block. Uh, we've, this is from, uh, Josh Martinez on Twitter. He says, we've seen Nintendo get bold at times and change up the genre of an established IP for a one-off, uh, game slash limited series, i.e. Super Mario RPG. Do you like this practice and which IP would you like to see? in a genre outside of the norm. Uh, hmm. You know what? Dan, we're going to go your way first. Sorry, can you repeat the question? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. So he says, uh, Nintendo gets bold at times and changes up the genre of an established IP, uh, for a one-off game or limited series. Do you like this practice and which IP would you like to see in a genre outside of its norm? Mm. That is a good question. I, I like that one. Um, I mean, you, you kind of see that in like Warriors games, um, mm. you know, with like Age of Calamity and now the Fire Emblem one. I think it'd be cool to see a Xenoblade um, Warriors style game. Um, but I would like to see, um, I would kind of like to see. <laughs> like Zelda in kind of a strategy RPG, the same way like Mario did Mario Rabbids or something like that. I think that'd be really cool because they have so many unique characters in the Zelda franchise that they could actually like make something really, really cool the same way they did Mario Rabbids. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's a good answer. Uh, Jack, what about you? I would say, sorry, I'm looking uh, behind me for some inspiration here because Dan kind of stole my idea. <laughs> um, I would say more like um, like a stealth game, but I'm trying to think what uh, Nintendo IP would work well with that. You know, sneaking around. Um, you Luigi. Know, uh, go- yeah, but it, I mean, he's already got his ghost hunting stuff. Um, but more like like a maybe like Star Fox Adventure style, but like it's a stealth action game. You know, kind of like a around like Tenchu or those types of games. Um, but in the Star Fox universe, get a you know Star Fox out of the R wing again, and um, you know sneak around on self missions. Cool. Uh, Ed, are you back? Are you still on a phone call? He's still looks like he's still on mute. Yep. Okay. Uh, so I'll go next. Uh, so I've thought about a couple different things. I really like the strategy RPG aspect of, I think Zelda or Xenoblade would fit in that strategy RPG aspect. Uh, I would also, I, (laughs) I know I'm not like the biggest souls guy but i think a zelda universe based uh souls game would be really interesting where you know maybe you're not link maybe you're just maybe it follows the the hero perished uh timeline from ocarina of time and 
you are just a random warrior trying to survive in this universe that has been overtaken by Ganon or something, and you go and fight all of the iconic bosses that you see in Zelda from time to time. Uh, I think that would be really cool. Or maybe you're Zelda and and you take Zelda on this adventure and you kind of build Zelda out in this Souls-like RPG. That's my choice, I think. I think that's a good idea. It kind of worked yeah. for Final Fantasy with uh, Origins. Yeah. It's kind of like that uh, canceled retro uh, Sheik game. Well, I know for me, I do love these side games and like off be off break games. It kind of gives that that series and that universe um, different genres that they could test and learn from, um, and you know, truly be able to work with other parties. Like going to Kobe Tecmo to do the Mitsu the Mitsu games, going to Bandai Neko to do. Um, these kind of racing or arcade games, and also with Capcom with like Luigi's Mansion and stuff. So I, I kind of do like the offbeat stuff. What I would actually like though is like uh, I would love to take Ray Racer and uh, Snow uh, 1080 snowboarding and turn them into spy like spy action games. So like you could race and but you're shooting different cars and everything, or you're doing like burnout takedown and knocking them all over everything so you can like get to a final boss to take them down so you're missing you're mixing still the racing stuff but uh kind of like spy hunter back in the day remember uh like kind of on the atari nes where in arcade where you had to drive but you also had to shoot down these enemies uh while still racing and i would love for nintendo to do that like you are a spy and you you go snow you do snowboarding you do racing you may even do like some mixing of Mario Kart or F Zero or something like taking their racing games and everything. Um, I would love to do that. Um, and maybe one bonus act one bonus level is is that you're driving and a truck opens up and they're throwing the ducks from Duck Hunt. <laughs> like the dog is is throwing throwing it is so. Uh, it's kind of like a, almost a bonus level, and I would love to see Nintendo to do that. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, all right. Well, those are our questions. Uh, I want to thank people for writing in. Remember, you can tweet at us at Powerblock Podcast, or you can email the show at NintendoPowerblock at gmail dot com. And I'm going to throw it back to you, which I think you're just going to pass it right back to Dan, like a. <laughs> Swift NBA pass. Like an yeah. NBA jam pass. Yeah. <laughs> He's on fire. So everybody, it's time for Hey You, what's new? Dan, what's new? What's the new releases coming out this week? This week's not as awesome as last week, but we got a few few good ones. Um 13 Sentinels is coming out tomorrow. Yes. Or if you're listening to this on the podcast, it's coming out on Tuesday, April 12th. Um Ed, have you played that one? I have it on PS4, but I haven't started yet. What, um, what kind of game is it? It is a mixture of uh, 2D action RPG with a strategy built into it. So it's a tactical strategy R- action RPG. Uh, I got to get that, huh? Yep. This is yeah. totally a Dan game. <laughs> Yeah. And, it, and it got rave reviews on PS4, and it's one of the games that people have been trying to get other RPG lovers and players to try. Um, and I think it's developed by VanillaWare. Mm-hmm. 
Sweet. Um, there is uh, an indie game that looks interesting. It's called Nobody Saves the World. Uh, that comes out on Thursday. It's awesome. That's, you've played that one. It's on. Uh, it's on Game Pass. Game Pass. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. Tell, tell us about it. It's uh. So you play this kind of nobody character, and it's a it's an action RPG, and you move through the world, and you acquire uh, different party members to do things for you kind of like and you acquire new powers through these other characters and you can kind of use their powers to solve puzzles and stuff and then you kind of move through the world and to get the next power to do the next uh kind of puzzle objective thing and like the combat's okay but the puzzles in the world is super awesome and the characters are adorable and uh i don't know if you played guacamelee or if you've heard of it but it's that studio uh, so oh, like that, box. yeah. So that that humor is there, and it's just it's really fun. It's totally a Switch, awesome Switch game. I've been waiting for it to come to Switch. I I like awesome. I liked it on Game Pass, but like I played about two hours of it. I'm like, you know what? This is gonna come to Switch within the next six months. This is you know. <laughs> well, it's it's surprising me that it's coming so early because I think it came out like what in January or uh, something. Yeah, or it was one ago? of the first games. So it's, it was only a three month exclusive, which is pretty typical for most indie games, three to six months on Xbox. Right. I thought it would have been like six months. Yeah. Um, well, I'm expecting tunic to be six months. Ooh, that would be interesting. Cause but yeah, that's the game I'm waiting on for switch is I, tunic. Yeah, I yeah, played Nobody Saves the World on uh, Xbox also. Enjoyed it. And yeah, I'm getting it for Switch. Yeah. yeah. And then another one that comes out on Thursday is called Suck Venture. It's a uh, 2D platformer where you play as a superhero and help a kid find all the missing socks inside the cursed washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> so I will wow. be buying that too. And then there's this one I found to be like really interesting. Um, it's called... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Maybe Taito, T A I T O, milestones. Yeah. Uh, Taito. Um, uh Yeah, they're arcade company back from the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll just read the description. It says uh, Taito's arcade legacy began in the nineteen seventies, but came into its own in the eighties. You have the chance to play these milestone classics that paved the way for, uh, for decades for Taito's arcade dominance, which followed. Ten games, each representing a specific breakthrough in development and gaming history, spanning a vi- variety of genres. Platforming, sports, shooting, puzzles, and more. And now the 10 classics will be available for the first time as a collection on modern console. So take a deep dive into gaming history and relive the classics that helped shape shape it. So there's 10 games like Alpine Ski, Frontline, Wild Western. Um, so these are like uh, just, yeah, first-time arcade games on a console. Uh, this one's $40, though, which I found to be kind of interesting. Mm. Usually these are like... 10 or 15 dollar packs but um they're also selling it physical as well and that comes out Ooh. on friday that's probably why they're doing they're doing it at that price because it's a physical edition um, i did not know this dan i was tell you this there's a game called the ninja kids watch it it's some kids that's the ninja kids when you look at you're going to look at the crazy uh art concept and design and you're fighting Satan at the end of the game. That's 
that's crazy. It's a, it's a four-player <laughs> beat-em-up. You, I think you guys would enjoy it. Yeah, I, I've grown up with title on the NES and arcade, so um, if I'm probably going to end up picking this one up because I've ne- all of these games that they're showing, I've never heard of or played. Yeah. Um, so you can check out all those games that are coming out this week on our uh, our weekly newsletter called What's New Nintendo on our website, www.bossrush.net. Um, and also you get a little glimpse of the news from the past week as well in that article. Yes. Well, of course, Dan, it's time for Femi News. Take it away. All right. Uh, just we'll, we'll kind of breeze through it. Nothing really was that interesting. We have one topic I kind of want to talk about. Um, but the Switch 14.1 um, update happened. They're kind of focusing on platinum points and letting you know if those go away. So we finally get that. Um, and then this one was kind of interesting. Uh, Nintendo Life reported this, but I don't know if I fully believe it. <laughs> uh, did you guys hear about the Advance Wars being playable, like if oh, it was yeah. downloaded? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, they fixed it. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I I kind of I'm not fully on board with this one. <laughs> like, did you guys read the story or have I, any? I read yes. I read it a little bit. It just it would have been more believable if they had more than one source, <laughs> um, right? I, I mean, this just seems like somebody. It, oh, I'm really good at drawing Advance Wars characters, so I'm just gonna overlay them over the screenshots they probably showed us in a trailer somewhere. <laughs> But so many like outlets reported on it, so I was like, eh, <laughs> it might be worth talking about. But um, when do you guys think this is coming out? Uh, do you think they're going to wait a long time? Because right now we're kind of in the area where it was supposed to release last Friday. So I think it's probably a fall game. Uh, I was telling Corey that I think it's go- I think it replaced the time when Zelda Breath of the Wild two was supposed to come out. I think they moved it to fill in that gap because Wave 4 is probably working more on it. And so I think they're doing more levels at uh, finishing up the DLC or adding more content, you know, with controls and stuff. I think they, they're putting in more development time for it. So you um, didn't think it was ready? I thought it was ready, but I think once they announced that, what they were doing, I think they, I think Wave 4 and Nintendo was just like, well, while instead of just having this game done and on hold, we we want you guys to go ahead and work on it and probably give it some more polish um, since you got time to do it, since we decided to um, hold off for releasing it because of the war in Ukraine. Um, so but I think they're I think they're working, putting in more effort and more time, getting a little bit more polish, getting this game ready. So we'll probably see new gameplay elements. We'll probably see more boards. Um, I think they're probably going to cut something for a Nintendo Digital Direct for the summer whenever they decide to do it, and I think it'll be out in the fall. See, I th- I think I think you're right that they this will appear at whatever their next Nintendo Direct is, probably around the time when E3 would have happened. But I think this is a July game. I think I don't think this game is big enough to replace Zelda on there. No, yeah. That, yeah. that's what it's, I was going to... Pokemon replace Zelda. Yeah, Pokemon. Gemini. And, well, I, and that just... rumored Fire Emblem game would be the game to replace Zelda, right? I mean, yeah, that, that's... Absolutely. Not Advance Wars. Advance Wars <laughs> will be a July game where Octopath and Captain Toad 
uh, landed, right? That's that's where it's going to land is July. But it's it's. I think it's just yeah. It could, I just see it more as a date thing, you know, not just be like, oh, this is going to replace the hybrid thing. I think it's just more of a date thing. So that's why I said the fall. I, yeah, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a July or August game. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything lined up for August right now. And August has always kind of historically been a slow month for Nintendo for some reason. <laughs> uh, what about you, Jack? Yeah, I'm thinking as soon as possible. I think you know they delayed it because of the current situation that it's ready to go and ready to ship. I think way forwards just moved away from it by this point. Um, so. Hopefully it comes out. I mean, is anything even scheduled for June? Uh, oh, uh, was that Mario Strikers? Yeah, Mario, Mario Strikers Dragons. and the yeah. Fire Emblem uh, Warriors game. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so I guess then, yeah, July would probably be the, the next time slot that it would be, you know, and it's not like it would take anything away from Splatoon whenever that releases in the summer mm-hmm. or anything like Forgot that. About so. Splatoon too. Um, <laughs> No, Nintendo, they put out some wacky kind of game. It'd be like, yeah, it's out in the next month. would be like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So the next thing is over the weekend, uh, Square Enix had a 20th anniversary trailer. And there was a teaser for Kingdom Hearts 4. Um, loads of speculation are going around already. And uh, one thing that is interesting is a lot of people are wondering if star wars is going to be part of the kingdom hearts universe now that disney owns it um i've never played a kingdom hearts game i have nothing to do with disney i know Corey, you're a big fan of disney so let's start it off with you i think star i think star wars makes perfect sense for kingdom hearts i know that's kind of like people might be like oh my gosh what do you mean i'm like so being in a quote-unquote realistic world you know, where, you know, live action world has not stopped Kingdom Hearts. They've been to Pirates of the Caribbean twice already, right? And mm-hmm. they, they've done that whole thing. Obviously, they changed the look of Sora. He looks like he belongs in a Final Fantasy game at this point, uh, <laughs> which I like. I know a lot of people are like, oh, what are you doing to Sora? He's not, his shoes aren't a size 37. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. I like it better. Uh, but uh, I feel like Star Wars you could do so many cool things with keyblades and lightsabers and you know uh even if you went the route of like the clone wars or rebels or something in that art style if you want to keep it quote unquote cartoony you could definitely do something like that uh i think star wars is the next step for uh kingdom hearts in terms of what worlds you can pick uh, we saw some Pixar stuff, right? In Kingdom Hearts 3, we saw Toy Story. We saw Monsters, Inc. Uh, and so, I I mean, I think Marvel might be pushing it a little too far, but I still think Star Wars is going to be something really cool. Um, so, I, I, I think Star Wars is the next step for Kingdom Hearts, personally, and I'm all for it. Yeah, what about you, Jack? You're a Kingdom Hearts guy, aren't you? No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, I played the the beginning of the first one like a couple of months ago, and it's not for me. Um, you know, it, it, it it's also a twenty year old game. Um, but don't worry, so not... is Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it just it just didn't didn't uh, you know tickle me the right way, I guess. Um, so, but that being said, 
the trailer for four looks incredible. I, I think the art style is great. Um, it's incredible, you know, just what they were able to do with that showing, you know, the direction that they're going in. Um, but maybe with bringing in Star Wars or Marvel or really expanding upon Pixar, maybe I'll uh, change my my tone when that eventually comes out as well. Ed? Uh, so, yes, I have beaten Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Um, I do enjoy the series. I still think it's the most non-cynical series of that Square Enix have done, uh, the way they release the games and the way that it's kind of handled. Um, so I wasn't really thinking about Star Wars being on part of it. If Disney wants to do it, that's fine. There, there's no big deal to me about that. I kind of was thinking about this game coming out in the future. And everybody was just like, it's going to be on Series X and PlayStation uh, 5. But now I'm thinking, I was, I, I, I was, I went out for a walk and I was thinking, if they decide to bring out Kingdom Hearts 4 for a Nintendo platform, Nintendo has a, a I think it's going to be their first time doing a 450 some kind of system. Because they're going to have to have some processing power that can handle Unreal 5 or the Luminous Engine. Because I don't think Square is going to downgrade it. And I know people don't want cloud versions of it. But if Nintendo is looking forward to the next generation for their system, they're going to need something that's going to be really powerful to handle Unreal 5 and uh, and Luminous and some of the other games. I think indie developers will be fine. But if Kingdom Hearts 4 is going to be on Switch, which I don't think it will happen, but that game won't probably be out for the next, I would say, maybe five to seven some years from now. If Nintendo's going to get ready for their next console, they're going to have to have a powerful graphics card or chip or whatever um, to be able to run this game. Um, because this, I think, this game's not coming to Switch. Yeah, That's, no way. Which I which I understand, but I'm just like with Square Enix, if they decide to do it, I think Nintendo. I think this would get Nintendo to be like, yeah, we gotta get our stuff up there um, so we could be able to continue the third party support. Um, so and I think even handle the, <laughs> the, yeah. the PlayStation port. <laughs> well, well, that was a square Enix decision, but I think, um, but I think if they're, if they're, if they decided, if they did decide to do it, I think this would get Nintendo to really upgrade their graphics cards. And sadly to say, I was, I was, while I, while, while I was walking and thinking about it, I'm just like, man, this may literally put Nintendo back into the competition for some gamers between Xbox and PlayStation. I mean, people will still laugh at it or whatever, but if Nintendo's console, next console can handle, um, a physical and digital version of Kingdom Hearts 4, I think a lot of people will pick it up there playing it. I think a lot of people will be surprised. Um, if it plays well, if it runs at, I don't care, 30 frames per second at 2K, whatever, 1080. Um, if it runs real and plays well, I think a lot of people will play Kingdom Hearts 4 on Switch, on their next, or not Switch, on their next console. Cool. All right. Uh, we'll just move quickly into the last one. This is. This one's really just for Ed because it's his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> the Comcast, uh, Capcom Fighting Collection pre-order trailer just dropped today. Ed, pre-order talk to us trailer. all about it. <laughs> yes. So there's um, 
this fighting game that they kind of announced a, a while back. Um, it's available for on the eShop for pre-orders. It carries 10 fighting games or 10 games on it. Um, ser- games from the Dark Starter, uh, Dark Stalker series, Vampire Hunter, um, two games that kind of didn't come out like Cyber uh, Cyberbots that never came out here. So people get to try that in a gym fight. Uh, uh, gym fighter, like it, it was a, kind of like their puzzle fighting game, but you like you knock and hit your opponent, and gems come out that you collect so you can do special moves. Uh, and then Puzzle Fighter 2, which is very popular among um, the puzzle community, they really like that. That game never came to a Nintendo console that I don't think of, uh, it's only been on PlayStation. Um, but I'm excited to play it, so yeah, the uh. The, you can pre-order it on your Nintendo Switch. They haven't said anything about physical yet. So right now, it's just only on the eShop. Cool. All right, that's it for news. All right. Well, everybody, we're going to get into Doc Mode. And this is going to be a good conversation. I can't wait to have it with you guys. Um, As Nintendo IPs continue to get stronger, new gamers are experiencing the games in different franchises. More importantly, they're discovering new characters in their respective universe. For Nintendo themselves, it still boils down to Mario himself, being the most recognizable and influential character in video games. I want to ask everyone, is Mario still popular when it comes to pop culture? Do you think characters from Fortnite or other monetary titles have taken his place lastly has the latest uh, releases hurt or helped the mario brand are you ready to leave black agents let's go so i know last week we talked about kirby gave our precious and talked about platformers that nintendo makes um but i kind of want to focus a little bit on mario because um we talk about his games and you know we look at the sales of mario kart deluxe um on a switch and the NSO DLC and everything. And I kind of just want to ask you guys, do you guys feel like Mario is still relevant in pop culture and gaming, um, in different communities, even here at boss rush? Um, Dan, I'm going to start with you. Um, yeah, I think, I think he is the most iconic, um, character in gaming. Realistically, like, Maybe Minecraft Steve might be something amongst the younger crowd, but I think through all generations and through all the most casual people that there are when it comes to video games, literally everybody in the world knows who Mario is, right? But it would be more Mario for Nintendo. Like everybody knows the World 1 1 music, everybody knows the Goomba that comes at you first. I don't think current mario is very much in like the pop culture setting right now um but yeah like he's he's there there's no there's no mascot for any other platform that i think even compares to mario that that's what i think all right what about you jack Uh, i agree um you know and i have a five-year-old so He's in the game, so, you know, even just going into Target and picking up clothes, there's a ton of clothing options, bedding, uh, lamps, everything like that. So it's all out there, and kids are being exposed to it, so it's still going to continue being recognizable. Dan mentioned about Minecraft, but I think that that's more not so much on Minecraft Steve, but more on just, like, their 
overall design. Um, and there are other creatures not necessarily focused on the main character. Um, you could even say that with like Fortnite. Um, I, I don't really know anything about Fortnite other than that it exists and that it's, you know, very popular, but I don't think that there's, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is if there is even a main character with Jonesy. Fortnite. Okay. I, I would have lost on a TV yeah, show I, with that, you know? And, yeah, and, no, I, I, I agree. Like he's not very, I mean, obviously Fortnite is a multiplayer character that focuses on like, there's obviously thousands of skins skin. in this thing and you yep. can play as Iron Man fighting Batman fighting, you know, the predator and the rock and you know it's just stupid yep. it's basically like it, it's nonsense yeah uh <laughs> but yeah jonesy is like the blonde haired kind of generic guy that is gotcha. he's kind of used in all their promotional materials and stuff yeah i, I think you know th their logo is more recognizable than mm -hmm. their character so yeah. that just separates mario even further away um you know i i think other games are really trying obviously sonic that we saw um sonic's been relevant uh for you know almost as much as mario um but then even with master chief um i i haven't seen the the new show i've been hearing a lot of mixed reactions but i think that different games and uh series are really trying to exp explore different means with either tv shows like uh you know mm -hmm. like i said with halo and also castlevania and we know that the mario movies coming out at the end of this year that's their way of trying to follow in their footsteps and hopefully they don't you know screw up like they did in the uh early 90s with that uh interesting movie. movie yeah all right what about you Corey? uh i mean i like like Jack, I have kids and but they they're not old enough to game. Obviously, my son has just turned one, and my daughter is kind of showing minor interest in games. But she knows who Mario is. You know, yeah. she she just knows. And I don't know if that's because like I just have a bunch of Mario crap around, or you know my nephews are into video games. So she kind of, when she plays with them, she just kind of gets that knowledge through osmosis or something. But like she knows who Mario is. My nephews have known who Mario is forever, right? Like they, they've just known and, you know, maybe like recognizable. And if they like the character or not are two different things, right? Like they're super into Pokemon. Uh, my one nephew is really into Fortnite, and they, my, uh, other nephews really is actually really into Yoshi's crafted world. And, uh, you know, they, they love Mario Kart, and it's things like that, that are going to keep Mario relevant. And I think Mario's more relevant now than he has been in the, like since before the switch was out. Right. Cause like Nintendo mm -hmm. was kind of going through a slump. The Wii wasn't really, the marketing wasn't really focused around Mario at all. Right. I would say the last time Mario was really the focus of marketing a console straight up was the GameCube, you know, with that Mario 128 demo and Sunshine and the 9,000 Mario Party games that came out on that console, right? Like, you know, I mean, the Wii's focus was Wii Sports and getting the the grandma to play bowling with their grandkids, right? And the Wii U just, well, was the Wii U and... <laughs> 
and even though it has the best Mario game in my opinion on the console in Super Mario 3D World, right? Like I feel like Mario now with the success of the Switch, you know, three really great games of uh you know, platformers on the Switch right now. Granted two of them were Wii U games, but uh you know, and the theme parks and the movie coming up and uh Amiibo, right? The popularity of Amiibo and I just think Mario is more popular than he has been in probably 20 years. And I think as Nintendo continues to innovate and reinvent themselves and making new fun experiences, Mario is always going to be relevant. You know, it's like, it's like Mickey Mouse, right? Nobody really cares about Mickey Mouse, right? But he's so iconic to Disney that like, Mm -hmm. even when you think of the theme parks or the next movie coming out or, you know, everybody makes fun of Star Wars and how Darth Vader's going to have Mickey ears in the next movie or whatever, right? Like, it's like, yeah, Mickey's everywhere, but, like, he's he's recognizable. It doesn't mean he's relevant, but, like, he's, he's super recognizable, and I think that that's how Mario is going to be, you know, when Nintendo turns 100 years old, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, Mickey Mickey Mouse is going to turn... 100 years old in six years right how does a character stay relevant for over a century you know you keep innovating you keep reinventing yourself you keep making the brand matter and i think that that's mario is nintendo's mickey mouse and will always will be regardless of if he has a game coming out or not you know yeah i think he's like still you know popular and you know, influential and important to pop culture, you know, definitely when people are, are going to cons and their uh, cosplaying with them, um, even during Halloween, you know, you see kids dressed up as Mario or characters from that universe, um, even some guys dressing up as Princess Peach with big muscles and stuff, you know, there have been I would say adult versions of Mario <laughs> that uh Yeah, remember when Bowsette happened? That was a thing. Oh, oh god. Yeah, but you but you still have people doing covers and interpretations of Mario for music. Um you still see snack brands with Mario on them, you know, whether it's cookies or fruit snacks or um sodas or drinks and stuff. Like you still see that and everything. So I, I really think that he is still popular uh, amongst uh, the communities and gamers and just even parents who still don't know a lot about video games but somehow knew, know who Mario is. Uh, still that moment of seeing Mario announcing uh, the Olympics like that was a big moment. I forgot for about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. very That was very big and yeah they didn't really have any music when it actually happened but to see Japan making Mario like their mascot for the Olympics, that was a huge moment for everybody to be like, wow, who knew that video games would get this far? And using Mario, one of the most recognizable uh, characters in video game history, to be to lead the charge for that. And, you know, so that kind of just shows you how he is still popular. And I, I really don't think there's not many um, I don't think like games like Fortnite or other modern titles are were taking his place or anything, um, because as much as you know, as much as 
some of these companies would like to be on that level, same level as Mario to be recognizable. Um, there's just there's something magical in, about Mario himself that some of these other games just don't have um, when it comes to characters and um, having the popularity that he has and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think a, a lot of it also branches off into how many different spinoffs involve Mario and, and the world. I mean, mm-hmm. the spinoffs have spinoffs. You know, there's Mario Kart. There's all of the different sports titles, Mario Party, um, you know, it, and so on and so forth. It, Captain Toad and Luigi's Mansion. And, you know, you could just keep on going on and on. And it all ties back to Mario. Yeah. Yes. I wonder why like Mario succeeded so much and like you know Sonic still lingers but he's I don't know he fades in and out and then Crash Bandicoot like I mean I, I like the Crash Racing games better and even some of their um, the original Crash games better than some Mario games to a degree but like why didn't he succeed the way Mario did the games aren't I, as good I, <laughs> I think because of Crash getting passed around so much, mm-hmm. you know, he had different developers and publishers making his games. Because like after, I think Crash Three from Sony, uh, I think Sony sold them. The the kart racing game, the first the, kart the first kart racer was made by Naughty Dog, and then Sony sold them. Sold Naughty the... Dog had the first three as well, right? Yeah. 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 And then, like, obviously, it was passed around at Act or at uh, yeah, it was Activision, right? Activision bought yeah. them, yep. and passed- nothing good came out of Activision mm-hmm. for him. No, well, some would argue Activision. Nothing's goods come out of Activision. <laughs> yeah, and wow. that was weird for us. And that was very weird for Sony to sell them because I didn't even know. I didn't, not at the time fresh- though. Sony didn't have any IP, right? At all, their success came from Final Fantasy. Who who published Final Fantasy? Square. Square. Right. Castlevania. Who published Final or Castlevania? Konami. Resident Evil. Capcom. Metal Gear Solid. Konami. Right. Like all of their popular IP were third party IP. You know. It's just it. It was just so weird that they would sell like Spiral and Crash. Uh, Spiral would have been like, a good one too. Right, because I never, I never knew a first party like Sony to sell their IPs to third party. It was like to a lot of people, it was not a business practice at all to recognize, you know. Uh, and I, I guess because of Mario being consistently having great games, and even the off brand, not off brand, offbeat games, and everything, they've been so, they've been so successful. Um, I think that's just been keeping people like interested in the game, and and most of his, and most of the main series games they change, so people would get into, you know, so. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. I just, I don't know. Mario's relevant because I think, I think Mario's still relevant because Nintendo operates a different way than most companies do. Right, a lot of companies want to make like obviously Nintendo wants to make money, but a lot of these companies are making games to make money, not to preserve their kind of, you know, the Nintendo official seal of quality exists for a reason, right? And mm-hmm. nobody else really has that. Now, granted, that seal has fluctuated the term quality and 
<laughs> over the years, but uh, we always say that Nintendo cares the most about Mario and cares the most about Zelda, right? And and those are the franchises they will always, always, always delay to make better, put more money into to make better, and you know they will sell 20, 25 million units because of the quality, not because of Nintendo's marketing push, not because, you know, Mario's some super awesome character. Cause I mean, he's, <laughs> he, he's not really an appealing looking character, right? I mean, he's, he's a <laughs> kind of creepy middle-aged man. Yeah. He's a, <laughs> so, you know, well, we're going to get to the last part of it. Um, what what did you guys think of his recent releases, like the games on Switch? Um, do you think they have hurt or helped the Mario brand? Oh, I think I think they're probably the best Mario titles in a while, right? I mean, granted, I really love Super Mario 3D World. And that was a Wii U game, but like, so many people are playing it now, and it makes me so happy that people are experiencing the best Mario game. Uh, and Odyssey, like, I know I wasn't as high on it as a lot of other people were, but that's still, like, a super high-quality game, right? I mean, that game is one of the best games ever reviewed, ever, on Metacritic, right? I think only Zelda and I think Elden Ring finally beat it out as, like, the best games ever reviewed. So, I mean, plus the popularity of the Switch, just kind of, you know. What about you, Jack? Yeah, I I agree with what Corey is saying. I think that the Mario games that have come out this generation are top notch. I, I love Mario Odyssey. I, just playing through that for the first time, it was like having ADD. It was just perfect. It was just like, oh, okay, there's something else to do. Oh, another moon. You know, it, you were always finding something. It just you know made you just feel happy. Um, even, um, I mean, geez, look at the longevity with uh, Mario Kart 8, you know, with the new tracks coming out. Yeah, and that's the best Mario Kart. Maybe Double Dash is right up there with it, just because it does did something a lot different with the mechanic. Mm-hmm. But it's just a fantastic kart uh, racer. Um, so, no, I think that it's, uh, yeah, it is definitely the best generation for Mario games, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, without a doubt, it's like the, the best. I mean, my personal favorite Mario game is Mario Odyssey, but the thing is they reinvent it every single time, right? And I think the only one where it really missed was arguably Super Mario Sunshine, where mm. um, still a lot of people really, really liked that game. Um, so, yeah, I mean... It, Mario keeps it fresh, right? Like Jack said, there's all the spinoffs. We got Mario Rabbids, which is like one of my favorite games ever, Mm -hmm. right? And even like the Captain Toad game um, was one of the most, like Mario 3D World is one of the best games ever. And having Captain Toad in there is like, makes it even more fun. Like that's one of the most fun, like little mini games uh, that there is. So it's like, they're always just doing something creative. And like, it seems like they're always focusing on gameplay. Like gameplay is mm-hmm. always going to be their number one thing. Um, they're going to take it over graphics. They're going to take it over everything flashy. And they're going to focus on controls, making the game fun and making the game engaging. And, 
they do it in such a different way every single time. I mean, Odyssey was super, it was just like so immersive in all the worlds. Like there was so much to do. There was, you could explore every piece of it and having the copy abilities in every single world made it just that much more fun as well. So yeah, I mean, for gamers, absolutely. Like Mario's current games are keeping them relevant. Um, and pop culture wise, like people like to mock Mario or <laughs> pretend to be him online and stuff. Like you still see people on like TikTok, like pretending to be Mario, and it's it's just so silly. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I think his games have really helped them. Um, and actually, it, the games have really expanded for people to enjoy Mario's in different ways. Um, you know, we got the Paper Mario series. We got, um. We got, of course, the racing. We got the board games. But then we got Super Mario Maker. Like, a chance to actually make Mario levels and have other people play them. And even with Super Mario Maker 2, uh, you know, adding more stuff to that, you got a lot of people being able to cre- uh, show their creativity with level design. And th- that was so... I think that's so cool that people are still making levels and trying to share them for people to play. And, you know, uh, of course, Mario Rabbids is a great game. Like, putting him in a tactical strategy game, who would have thought with the rabbits in it works? And guns. Yeah, yeah. And, and guns and stuff. You know, um, and then we got, like, like I said, Paper Mario. But, you know, Thousand Year Door, uh uh, Color Splash, uh, Origami King. Like, we got all of those different kind of games with the Paper Mario series. And even though some of them were successful or some of them were, weren't too successful, it was good to see that Mario is, you know, is this game, the Paper Mario games are more for its writing and its comedy. Um, and it does have challenge. Trust me, the games have challenge. But when you're reading and when you're like looking, when you're reading along with the game and seeing the stuff that happens and you're laughing along, it it really showcases that Mario and his the writing for him for his games could be very hilarious, could be very good in comedy. And you know, some people just don't point that out and take notice of it and everything. Um, and then, you know, being able to see Mario with Smash, and people, a lot of people don't use Mario in Smash, and it's kind of like the Super Mario Brothers 2 thing, where barely anyone used Mario in that game. They were using all the other characters. Um, he's still a recognizable force in that game, and people could play him right. You know, and you know, just seeing him and Iwata together for the amiibo, uh, it was just really cool. And I, I think his, I think Mario with his games, um, are still important. You know, we if might you not can talk- meteor smash and Smash Brothers with Mario. He's an absolute force. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think he is definitely. I think his games definitely has helped this brand still be recognizable. He's still doing sales. Um, and I think we all look forward to what is going to be the next Mario game, what ideas they're going to bring to the table. And I, and it's good when Nintendo really doesn't rely on him. They they release him 
release this game, do some marketing, and then start focusing on anything else. Because then we get to enjoy all the other games that come out. And then when Mario signed to bring Mario back, we all are focused on Mario. And that's how what we could uh, literally talk about. So I think his games definitely help. Um, anything else, you guys, before we uh, get to the last the end of the show? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. Well, everybody, it's time for Play With Power. Corey, what have you been playing with power? Speaking of Mario games, guys, <laughs> I so last week we talked about Kirby and what makes Nintendo platformers special with Grayson, and it really made me want to go back and play uh, Super Mario 3D World. Uh, I had already completed the game. But I'm going back and 100%ing all the levels, getting all the green stars, uh, getting all the stamps. And I have now 100%ed five, the first five worlds, uh, moving on to world six. Let me tell you, if you want to get all those things, it is a challenging, challenging game. Uh, I mean, that after you beat uh, Cat Bowser, spoilers, guys, for anybody who hasn't beaten it. Sorry, you've had, (laughs) what, five, six years now at this point. Uh, <laughs> but the levels that, that pop up after that, those are some of the most challenging Mario levels I've ever played. Yeah. And champions so, road is the toughest level. Oh. Yeah. It's so hard. And so, uh, I've just been replaying it and just having a blast, you know, it's, it's like, like, like we kind of said last week and kind of how we said tonight, but like, Nintendo isn't always great at telling them the most elaborate stories or, you know, graphically intensive games, but gameplay first has always mattered to Nintendo. And this game is a prime example of why video games are fun and why gameplay matters and why, you know, Mario is still (laughs) relevant to this day. (laughs) So uh, I've been playing a ton of that. Uh, I've been playing a little bit more Xenoblade Chronicles, and I've also been playing Tetris Effect. I don't really have anything else to say about those games that I haven't already said. All right. Dan, what have you been playing with Power? Um, I've been playing a lot, actually. Uh, Chrono Cross came out on Thursday last week, so ah. I've been cruising through that game. Um I'm a little disappointed though. It's it's got some serious frame rate issues. Um, yeah, yeah. It's there's a couple of parts where like I mean I'm pretty, I, I I'm pretty immune to frame rate. You know, like I don't I don't care that much if like something lags. But there's some like there's some really rough scenes in Chrono Cross. But I mean overall, like the game is just amazing. So I'm still playing it. Um, I'm. I'm going to try to recruit every player and 100% it and just do the whole thing. Um, but it's like, I'm, I'm so happy that they finally released it on another platform. Um, I picked up the show as well last week that came out on Tuesday. I did too. Nice. I haven't started it yet. Yeah. Honestly, like I'm very, very surprised with it. Um, I thought because it was going to be on switch, it would have been more bare bones, like the way they do, um, fifa so like if you go into fifa you don't have all the modes that you would have on another system um the switch version has as just the same exact modes 
every everything that you would get on a PlayStation or Xbox version, um, which is really, really just awesome. Um, so I'm building my Dyn- Diamond Dynasty team. I played a game, a couple of games online, and I had absolutely no issues with online play. So, like, I'm very happy that, like, the game came out really it came out as a full game. It came out really well. It's doing well online. And like, this makes me happy and hope that we make it more actual sports games for switch because this Mm -hmm. is, this is a really good game. So if anybody's curious about, um, the show, then go ahead, pick that one up because it is great. Um, Mario golf. I'm trying to get the Yoshi skins and, um, I think, Oh, Elden Ring. I'm still playing Elden Ring. Um, I'm dying a lot. And, <laughs> Day 34. Like, still yeah, dying. It's just like, I don't know. It, it's not clicking with me. I think I think eventually I'm just going to have to admit it's not a game for me. But um, I, I don't know. Maybe one day it'll just all fall into place. So we'll see. Um, it, yeah, that's that's it for me. All right. Jack, what have you been playing with power? Uh, I regularly play Tetris 99, so that's something I like to play a couple matches a day. Um, uh, then I, uh, picked up Gone, uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, Gone Home, uh, the <gasps> walking sim. Um, yes. yeah, I picked that up a few days ago. Um, yeah, loved it. Um, you know, played a couple of, uh, walking sims in the past and, uh, had a, you know, a hankering for another one. And this is one I never played before. So it was really good to get in and just complete it in one sitting. Uh, very are, fun. Are you going to uh, sit to our talk to walk about it? Oh, um, you guys have one? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Okay. I was unaware um, because the previous ones, I've waited until I played the games before I listened to it. So yeah, I'll, I'll be uh, downloading that to give a listen to. So definitely. So um uh, played a little bit of uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy, um, and yeah, yeah, it was fun to replay that. And also, I have never played Chrono Trigger, so I just started that a little bit ago and getting into it. Um, yeah, yeah, I um, briefly had a Super Nintendo growing up, and then, you know, it was quickly kind of sold away from my parents. So, missed out on a... Uh, a bunch of good opportunities and i'm playing this on a you know a, a different emulator so um being able to get some quality of lights in there so and enjoying it so far he, he's playing it on a different platform everybody yes yes, yes. <laughs> one that works right. <laughs> right um for me i am playing bloodstain um the one from Itagaki, uh, Itagaki, yeah, on oh, his and wait for it. Um, playing it, uh, I really enjoyed that game. I think I'm halfway done. I think I got a few more areas to visit and bosses to beat. Um, the game has glitch at times, and it was able for me to beat some bosses and everything. Uh, right now I'm just like super powerful, so I I still use potions and everything. When I am enjoying this game, I was. There is this castle that had these two dragons uh, heads on the side that, you know, they move, they walked around. And while I was fighting it, it dropped me down, but it dropped me behind uh, one of the dragons' heads. 
So I was able to go behind the head, not lose no energy, no life, and just smack him until he died. And so I, I, and the game did it itself. It glitched on, it glitched, the game glitched. And I'm like, well, I didn't do nothing wrong. I was fine, you fair and square. <laughs> so, uh, but um, just like you, Dan, I picked up MLB, the show on uh, Switch. I haven't started it yet. Um, but I walked into, I literally walked into Best Buy, um, did the, uh, went to the uh, counter for pickup and got it and just like, okay, I can leave. You know, uh, and I don't, I don't know how well that game is going to do with sales or anything, but I really do hope that uh, if they do uh, like combined number, I hope that uh, Switch gets some good numbers for sales with it, along with the PlayStation version, because um, not a lot of people are talking about it just yet. Um, but I, I am happy that I picked this, this game up for Switch, because like, uh, like you did, I would love more sports games to come to the platform. Yeah, Done I'd love with. to see some more support for that because it, it, it's a good game. Yeah. So, uh, but everybody, that has been Nintendo Power Block. I want to thank you, Corey. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Jack, uh, for joining me. Uh, Corey, where can we find you? You can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me hosting the Boss Rush podcast on your podcast services every Friday. And uh, you can also find me on Standard Definition our retro and nostalgia podcast. We just wrapped up recordings of the entire Indiana Jones franchise. So you'll be able to find those shortly. Nice. Dan, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at DCDM99. Um, and you can find all of our articles on www.bossrush.net. Yes. Jack, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Twitter at GeekBro27. You can also see uh, my works on BossRoss.net. Um, you know, I'm one of the writers with the team. And come check us out. You know, different banner pieces and news stories and all of that. Yeah. You guys can find me on Twitter and at Instagram at that code. You can check out more of Nintendo Power Block on YouTube. Um, check it every Monday that we go live. And also, everybody, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you can check out a week early for Expansion Pass. Um, and with that, everybody, um, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time on Nintendo Power Block. Bye, everybody. Woohoo! Bye. Goodbye. See ya.